Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody who is connected right now uh, on DJ Soltrix's YouTube and uh, his Facebook or whatever else other channels he added here. Also, mine. Welcome to everyone on La Mezcla YouTube channel, lamezcla.com, and everyone listening to the audio version of this podcast, a lamezcla.com podcast, and I'm watching this on lamezcla.com website. My name is DJ Speedy Jr., and this is a Salon de DJ Speedy Jr., Speedy Jr.'s Lounge, and I'm here, ladies and gentlemen, with my very good friend who I am always proud to call one of my very good friends for many, many, many years, and um, I, I've always been wanting to get on to this podcast, and we finally made it happen today. Ladies and gentlemen, the world-renowned Bachata remixer, producer, and DJ from Tampa, Florida, Mr. DJ Soltrix. Welcome to the show, sir. What's up, man? How What's are you, Speedy? On? Thanks thanks so much for having me, man. It's oh, a pleasure, man. man. Thank, thank uh, you so much for uh, for um, for uh, taking some time out and uh, letting me talk to you, man. It's been a, a while uh, since I actually saw you. Um, we uh, we got, did that one live uh, on the YouTube yeah. channel. I always thank you for always inviting me to your channel, man. It's always a blast. No, I know, man, definitely. And uh, we, we need to have you back soon. Uh, um, I know we've been uh, pausing on this, uh, doing this interview for quite some time. So, uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm glad uh, our schedules are finally aligned. To well, uh, you know, to um, we um, we uh, we have this new technology in 2022 where we could do it virtually. So that's what we're doing. We're taking advantage. Hey, of it. You're in your house, right. and I'm in mine. But we we making it happen today. Yes, um, sir. Let's start. Let's start from the beginning, the beginning of time. In the beginning of time, there was a big bang. And then, <laughs> man, you make it sound and so dramatic. Shout out to everyone checking in, man, and uh, uh, we'll be showing uh, sharing more of the, uh, the comments as uh, everyone is uh, coming in on all the channels here. Uh, but um, the the beginning, a DJ Soul Tricks, I know, and, and this is all Google, but you know, it's better to hear it from the from the man himself, from the from the voice himself. Um, How did you get started in music? What was your inspirations? And uh, how how did how did this DJing stuff begin? For you oh man uh it honestly just all came from uh my uh my dad as you you met you know him uh you worked with him uh several years on the radio yes. station uh, my yes. father uh was kind of my um my interest at first because uh growing up uh you know he was on the radio doing uh you know live hosting uh morning shows on uh the spanish radio station here in tampa and uh, everyone who doesn't know who your father is by all means yeah 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 joseito rodriguez uh yes. he's a Tampa legend out here doing uh, Latin morning shows, um, but uh, he was um, he was the guy that that kind of sparked it because uh, when I would spend time with him on the weekends, um, he would have his uh, little studio at home, and uh, I would uh, you know I was mm -hmm. so amazed by all the equipment. Even though it, when I think back on it today, it wasn't much, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but I was just, you know, as a teenager coming up, I was just so uh, amazed by uh, the equipment, what he was doing, editing audio, you know, uh, editing, editing his own voice. Right. And, um, you know, it was all um, it was all amazing to me. It was all amazing. And uh, from there from there on, you know, I, I got I got an interest in radio. And mm -hmm. uh, that's when I started listening to other radio stations, uh, basically, um, you know, the local radio station here, 93.3, uh, they were doing a Saturday night uh, house house show. And, um, well, back then it was breakbeats, but uh, it's still electronic. Um, so that's where I discovered my love for uh, electronic dance music and as well as uh, DJs blending music together. And, you so, know. So just to, just, to, just to take a pause right there, your first love was uh, EDM. 
Oh yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. for so sure. That big house head. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's uh, kind of like what sparked my uh, my interest in DJing at the beginning. So um, I would literally <laughs> like listen to DJs on the radio, um, look up songs, the songs that they blended together, mm-hmm. and uh, try to manipulate it back at home in the studio. Like I would take those same two songs. And um, I still remember it to this day. Um, yeah, yeah, was, uh, detail, aqua, yeah. We can get aqua. as DG ner- nerdy as possible oh, on this podcast, okay? Definitely, definitely. That's what, I'm really trying to make this podcast about that and trying to get more DJs on here and stuff like that. So Yeah. yeah. So literally, it was uh, this uh, this track, Aquagen, called Why Are You So Quiet? I don't know if you know that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, remember yeah. It, I remember it. And then uh, mixed with uh, Darude. Why are you so quiet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the voice <laughs> of God almost. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and I blended that track with Darude Sandstorm uh-huh, back, okay. back when Sandstorm was hot. And um, that was basically I was trying to copy that mix that I heard on the radio. I even had I even recorded the mix on the radio on a cassette tape just to play it back. Right. And I would uh, basically try to copy the same thing that person did. And of course, I didn't know anything about music or mixing or anything back then. So, I mean, I couldn't I didn't even know about adjusting tempos and BPMs. <laughs> so I would just do like a fade in, fade out, you know, <laughs> like uh, as best as I could to make it right. sound an exact copy. But I failed miserably. Um, anyway, long story short, uh, I d- started to gain my interest in DJing and started to, uh, you know, mess with audio software that my dad uh, had it there and available to me in, um, at the time and uh, basically started uh, making my own mixes uh you know, eventually I learned, I picked up on, uh, you know, the basic skills of DJing, blending, mixing, crossfading, uh, adjusting tempo, right. um, learning basics, you know, with, um, you know, A to B, B to A. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's that's kind of where it all stemmed from. That was the beginning for me. Uh, definitely right during my high school years. So I would say I was a sophomore back then. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome, man. So, I mean, yeah. you, you had a, a so this is not this is not a, a fair weather thing for you. Like you've been down since uh, it's been down. You've been down with the with the DJ scene since the beginning, since uh, since as far as you can remember, uh, loving music or. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, uh, um, I was around music all the time. I mean, obviously, gr- growing up in a Hispanic uh, Cuban family, I would I would have salsa and merengue heard all the time at you know family parties and um that uh you know i wasn't really i didn't really care for the spanish music back then you know i was uh, i was mm-hmm. into uh the modern music you know kind of like right. a, our generation now today mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the new generation um you know what they whatever they hear on the radio but uh for me it was uh just that saturday night mix man the that electronic feel that i fell in love with um and i just every saturday like attending church i would just tune in and uh and uh vibe out man that's what i tell my i tell my dj students i'm like what are your favorite djs you listen to and they all look at me like huh i'm like you're not <laughs> listening to any djs i said you guys need to go to youtube or turn on your favorite radio station at night and see if they have mixing at night and listen to it and study it that's your mm-hmm. homework you know because yep. I mean? that's what yep. we used to do you know yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah, so so when did uh, the one for from studying uh, Saturday night mixes on your favorite radio station um, all the way to uh, starting? Uh, when when was the first time you said, OK, I'm going to start doing this? Um, 
I would say it was around that time um, when I was inspired by listening to other DJs. Yeah. Um, that was the moment where I was like, I mean, at the time, I didn't look at it as a career or a profession, even though I did have that dream of of the uh, be, uh, becoming, mm -hmm. a, you know, a career, of course. Right. But, you know, from my research back then, not a lot of DJs made it and they couldn't make money off of it. So, um, you know, obviously the biggest success in life is... Uh, which I well, what I think is the big, biggest success in life is doing what you love and earning a stable income out of it. Right. And um, so at the time, I was discouraged by, uh, you know, like friends and family, you know, you, you know, I remember my my own brother told me that <laughs> that, uh, oh, you shouldn't get into DJing. There's no you can't make a living <laughs> off of it or oh, whatever. Man, you know how many and, times I've heard that? I still hear that to this day. When are you going to stop? Yeah, you take life seriously, exactly. Speedy. Right? No, I I've heard that at the back then. Like, I like uh, how, let's. I, I feel like telling people let's 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 put my bank accounts up with yours, and then you tell me if you want me to if I should stop or not. Right? Exactly. So, you know what I mean? Like hearing messages like that. Yeah. You know, it discouraged me, but you know, when you have a passion for something, nothing stops you. You know what I mean? That's nothing. Right. Nothing stops you. So for me, um. You know, even though I didn't really see it as a as a career, I just did it for fun. I did it because it made me happy. And, um, you know, till this day, it's something that I love to do. And um, so I'm going to uh, jump with some questions from the audience uh, as sure. this, uh, as this as my questions uh, evolve here with this uh, interview. Uh, let's are, are one of your good fans, your number one fan, one of your number one fans, because you have so many number one fans. You have multiple <laughs> number one fans. Uh, just uh, Moni Rodriguez says, just curious, how long did it take you to get confident with your mixing? Okay, that's a good question. By the way, hello, Moni. How are you? Um, yeah. Um, how long did it take to get confident in my mixing? I would say, man, for mixing, I felt confident during the past, the first two years or so, but um, I. I think it. I, I think it's something that just gradually evolved. There, I don't think there was a set point where I was like, "Oh, the, I, I'm confident in my mixing." Because even till this day, I still get a little nervous, you know, at parties or or um, big events where you know, I'm not. I, I'm comfortable, but sometimes I may not be confident in uh, what I'm playing because uh, you know, obviously, DJing is not just about mixing, but also song selection, reading the crowd, and uh, making sure everyone's having a good time. Um, so yeah, I don't think there was a, um, a, a, a point where I had all oh my, this is, this is where, uh, where I feel confident in, uh, in doing this now. I mean, I think it just gradually evolved into it. I think it just, I think there's just a time span that it took for me to get, uh, confident in, uh, my mixing style. Um, however, if the question was talking on the microphone, that's a different story. That took several years for me to get confident in because, uh, I was a very shy, I was an uh, introvert be uh, before uh, becoming a DJ. So uh, talking on the microphone for me was a big deal. <laughs> and uh, I would get nervous even, uh, you know, when I was doing weddings and quinceañeras and stuff like that, where I had to MC, um, I would, you know, have my moments of uh, stuttering on the mic and, you know, <laughs> being nervous about saying the wrong thing. And, you know, it's... Uh, it was nerve-wracking for me. It was a nerve-wracking situation. Um, but, yeah, mixing... Uh, it, it didn't take um, that long for me to feel confident until um, I was able to 
past that threshold of playing at a lot of uh, club events. So, um, you know, being a bedroom DJ, it's different. (laughs) Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You mess up. Oh, well, but it's a little different when you're in front of people. That's what I tell uh, all my DJ students. I'm like, hey, make all you don't worry about making a mistake now. We're (laughs) making the mistakes now the way we don't have to make the mistakes when we're in front of people. Right, right, right. Um, uh, I want to tell everyone who's who's uh, the the questions have started piling in right now. So uh, um, tell everyone who's adding questions right now. I'm going to bring your question up as the, the interview evolves. Because uh, I don't want to jump all over, uh, trying to keep a timeline here of, of DJ Soltrix. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, as soon as I feel your question is relevant to where I'm at in the interview, uh, we're going to uh, get it out there. Okay, so don't worry. I see. I have your questions pinned as they're coming in, but uh, <laughs> don't don't get upset if I don't if I don't mention them uh, right now. Okay, all right. Um, let's evolve now. From all right, you're out of the bedroom. Getting ready to get out of the bedroom, you're like, all right, I can do this live, right? When's the first, the first speed, uh, or for me, not me, not the first speedy, but the first DJ Soltrix gig, uh, was a Latin music or, or what? Oh man. Uh, do private events count? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. That's so all I started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So my first private event you was cursed by the way, if, uh, you know, if it feels natural to you. No, no. We don't I'll, have no FCC I'll, regulations here. <laughs> I'll keep it clean. I'll keep it clean. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think my first my first gig was a uh, quinceañera. Yeah, and um, I was doing it for uh, at the time when I was working my nine to five job. Uh, I had a supervisor that was looking for a DJ, and uh, they wanted to have a. Um, they wa- they asked me first. I'm like, oh, you? I heard you're a DJ, or whatever this and that, or you know, at the time I. I haven't even DJed one event yet. So I was like, yeah, I'm a DJ. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And then, uh, um, I didn't even know how to, what to charge at the time. So I, you know, I didn't, you know, I had my equipment and everything because I, you know, I had that stuff at home and already just for myself. But, um, um, yeah, that first, uh, quinceañera was, um, was, uh, kind of eye opening for me because that was, the first and only time I felt confident DJing Latin music. Mm-hmm. I've never mixed Latin music. You know, most of my time in the bedroom, right, right. Um, house music, you know, dance. house music, dance, electronica. That was my my passion. That was that was it for me. But in order to, you know, during that time, in order to earn extra, you know, income as a DJ, you had to play what the masses enjoyed. And um, at the time was, you know, for quinceañera, what do you expect? Spanish music. So. I speedy literally. I only had two Spanish songs in my crate: uh, Joe Arroyo, La Rebelión, yeah. and Los Hermanos Rosario, and <laughs> La Dueña del Swing. Those are the only two songs that yeah. I had in my my Spanish uh, library. I guess you could yeah. say or sp- CDs. You know, uh-huh. so um, I had to uh, you know back then Napster. I guess I think it was Napster, LimeWire, where yeah. you could download music. You had to down- download the top top twenty real quick. Yeah, or the, I mean, or the top twenty hot hot Latin tracks. Exactly. So, I mean, and I back at the time, I wasn't really earning a lot of income for me to spend money on music like that. Otherwise, I would have bought. By the way, support your artists, support people that are you know, selling music. Absolutely. But uh, but at the time for me, you know, I was broke. You know, I was doing my nine to five thing. You know, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to be doing Spanish events for for like that all the time. So I just downloaded whatever I could for free on Napster and uh, used it to play at the event. And surprisingly, you know, it, it went very well. I was actually impressed. I mean, it wasn't I was impressed with myself, mm-hmm. but Did you I feel knew like I, you were well versed in Latin music. 
add that to the oh, you know abs- play? Or no. are you just winging it? No, not at all. Not at no. all. Absolutely wow. not. So I just, like you said, looked at the top top uh, top 20 Latin tracks at the time. Uh, I think it was, you know, that was when Dale Don Dale Don Omar was coming out. Mm-hmm. Daddy Yankee, Gasolina. Yeah. That's when reggaeton was starting right, to pop right. off. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, those, I started downloading those tracks and try to mix it as if it were house music, <laughs> you know, like play the whole song, fade in, fade out, you know, wait for the outro back. You know, obviously it was mm-hmm. no intro outros that uh, that big back that uh, that that popular back then. But right. it was, um, you know, it was just something I had to play by ear the best I could. And, uh, you know, everyone uh, at the Quinceanera had a great time. So, yeah, that was my first gig. Uh that was a bit nerve-wracking for me, but I'm I'm glad with the turnout. So was that was that the catalyst for you saying, you know what, I could do the Spanish music? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it you was. Like, I could do Spanish music. I need to do some homework. Let me do some pr- more preparation. Yeah, it um, absolutely and, was. And and all you uh, aspiring DJs out there, uh, preparation is what we had you have to do i mean you have to i still you still even me and soltrix to this day before we go do a gig you know we still got to prepare regardless you know what i mean we have to uh get our music in order see what's going on make sure we have our stuff you know yeah. uh make sure our stuff works um you know preparation is, is you never stop doing homework that's that's the uh even if it's something you love you know exactly yeah yeah yep. always got to um, be prepared <clears throat> so from from the quinceanera to the next gig, what's that? What's that look like? I mean, we're talking about nightclubs already, or uh, we're still more private parties? Yeah, it was more private parties, you know, just King says weddings here and there. Um, I remember asking my dad to tag along mm-hmm. uh, to do the emceeing because at the time I, I couldn't really talk on the mic. I didn't feel right. comfortable talking on the microphone. Uh-huh. So my dad was actually going with me and helping me at some oh, events. Yeah, I did some some family parties, New Year's parties with the family. I was DJing, you know, just personal stuff, really. And uh, bef- during all that, I, eventually I, I jumped into, uh, you know, nightclubs and bars. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember uh, Black Beans. Yes, Black cafe. Beans. That was my first uh, bar yeah, gig. That's the Hidalgia now, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my first, first, first bar gig. And uh, it was, wow. uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So this Soul Tricks now. Uh, let's see if I can answer some questions here. Uh, let's see. Um, what job did you do before uh, the DJing became a full-time thing for you? That's uh, oh, Jay Lee yeah. is asking this one. Okay. Janine. Hi. Um, so the job that I had before DJing was uh, I worked at a, a lab company called uh, Quest Diagnostics. And uh, I was basically like a call center rep. And, uh, you know, they said I had the voice for it. I'm like, what, is, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> He's that, man. You got a good radio voice, man. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad like, that you finally found your your voice, uh, especially when you're doing your YouTube lives and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though, you know, bilingual and, and you feel you feel more confident in Spanish, it's great. And, you know, right. I think it's awesome, man. But um, that's interesting. You had that job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, after a while, I hated it. And, um, <laughs> you know, that's when I decided for myself, I'm like, man, I'm not going to live my life doing this job forever. So I was like, I need to get out of this somehow. So eventually I just started saving up money, bought my equipment and went transitioned into DJing to the point where I was earning income and then I was able to quit. But, uh, yeah, that was my nine to five job. And, um, yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. P- 
people uh, i remember one of the things i remember the most uh because my mother worked at at quest as well we were working together in the same mm. department so my mother was uh like a few uh stations a, away i guess you could say there's a word for that i'm trying to yeah cubicles right cubicles <laughs> no when when you when you're fa working with your family members there's a, there's a word for that uh oh i forget now this is a big word out there somebody will help me on the chat here uh but um um so when did you just say okay i'm done with this yeah no it was uh i think four years into it i was like okay this is enough and then uh by the fifth year i was out yeah, oh, I so, think so. But th that was the solution. Like, yo, I'm DJ Soltrix. I don't need to do this. No, not at all. Like, not at all. Not at all. It was. It was just uh, the income. Uh, nepotism. The income. Yes, that's right. The, so a little bit of nepotism going on there. That's fine though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I, I do remember what uh, one of the most uh, memorable moments I had at working at the job was people would call in. And, you know, I still remember the phrase. It still haunts me to this day. Uh, Thank you for calling Quest Agnostics. This is David. How may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> and literally people on the other line would think, um, wow, did I just call a radio show? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because of the, the radio voice. So I was like, you know, it was a compliment to me. I said, thank you. Yeah, no, but this is uh, you called the lab. How can I help? Money says you began your quest into the music industry. That's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, much. yeah, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we're we are doing nightclubs now. DJ Soldiers is nightclubs in the Latin scene. Um yeah. uh how do you yeah, yeah I, I, I can contest to the fact that you helped uh in the uh the reggaeton boom part of the uh the late the late part of the uh of the reggaeton boom and the nightclubs here in Tampa, Florida and and um how, how do you feel uh, uh doing that? Uh you know. Uh like being part of the yeah, reggaeton, being, yeah. You're like, you know, I'm, you know, what? we're playing this music, man. It's popping and it's, uh, you know, becoming a, a a worldwide phenomena. You know, as as we're as we're rocking in the clubs. You know, I mean, how to feel, you know, like, you know, just represented it and having represent you as as a DJ. You know, at the moment, at that moment in your time, you're doing, um, you're yeah, doing the radio mixes. You're doing the, you know, the clubs. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, was it my main passion? I the DJing part of it was, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. but, um, uh, you know, co coming from my background, obviously the, the EDM and house music has always been my bigger passion. You know what I mean? So, right, but, right. but in order to sustain myself in, in, uh, you know, earning that paycheck back mm -hmm. then, yeah, I had to get involved in the reggaeton and the salsa and, you know, being, being part of that reggaeton movement when it was right. coming up, it was, it was mm -hmm. pretty cool, you know, cause I got to see a new genre. Well, yeah, I guess you could say it's a new genre, right? Reggaeton, um, you know, was a subgenre that became a genre, became yeah, because um, it stemmed off of reggae dance hall. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the, the let's say subgenre of reggaeton. Uh, once it uh start, I got to see it from the beginning to to where it's at today. So it's like watching a a, a music genre grow from from scratch, and you know, someone made up this this sound. Was it Looney Tunes? I think the producer. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's one of the yeah. producers. Yeah. Yeah, he had this uh, 
the sound ma made it different and it just evolved to this day and it continues and evolving. And, and I, I bring this up because you're like, this video, I don't really a reggaeton DJ anymore or whatever, but I, I bring it up because this is also the part of you becoming a producer now. So what becomes, you're, you're spinning these records in the club, doing these quinceañeras and stuff like that, starting your regular DJ career. When did we start uh, like dabbling with um, as far as the DJs know you, uh, the DJ community knows you as the as the founder of LatinRemixes.com. Shameless plug, and uh, <laughs> and co-owner of of LatinRemixes.com, should I say? So uh, when did the bug of you know what? I think we need to make a edit of this to work mm -hmm. for me better. When did that producing bug bite you, and uh, how did that start? Again, uh, that's from inspiration, hearing um, another DJ at the time do it. Um, I was inspired by uh, this New York DJ that, uh, you know, started uh, frequenting uh, Tampa nightclubs and mm -hmm. uh, eventually moved. Uh, you know him, DJ Little J. Yes. Um, so he inspired me to get into Latin production because when I first heard him, when I first heard about him, he was um, playing his own music. I was like, you know, I was hearing different versions of, of the songs say, we were playing. Yeah, we're, yeah, we were all playing. We're all playing. The yeah, we're all we're all we were all playing the same songs at the nightclubs, right? We played yeah. with the the the, the yeah, top the people 40, want, right? right? What yeah. the people want, what's hot, mm -hmm. and he was playing it in a way where the track was different. You know, like you don't hear the original song. He he did, he did, he transformed it and made it his own. And I, you know, when I talk about him, I remember one night after his set, I was talking to him about it and. uh you know, he said he he basically just he's a Latin producer. He does his own thing. He takes a vocal, the vocal of the uh, the song, the acapella, and he would add his own music, his own beats, his loops, and throw it all and do chops and effects yeah, and crazy yeah. stuff with it. Yeah. So uh, the, I think the we one, all were like, oh man, I mean, this is a we didn't know we could do this till yeah. till we heard somebody else do it. Yeah. Yeah, and the one thing that amazed me the most was when he uh, he took a house sample and uh, blended it with reggaeton and just mm -hmm. that just exploded my mind because i was like you know my house music background and he right. this guy's doing reggaeton in house i was like what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of one of the most popular songs i was like man that's so cool how did he do it and that's that's when it bit me the the production bug kind of bit me i was like man i want to do this too like i want to create my own ideas and infuse house music into reggaeton somehow and apply the same effects same uh same production techniques that house music right. producers do maybe i could do it with with, uh, with reggaeton you know like i was like mm -hmm. I, that's what was going through my head right. so uh so yeah so, yeah that's so when you, it so that's when it bit you yeah so you sat down on a computer the first software you used was Oh, uh, Cool Edit Pro, technically. Oh, for, okay. For, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You for know, audio it's, edit. Uh, it's uh, Adobe Edition for all this new yeah. people that want something to play around with right yeah, now. Yeah, the, the OG version was <laughs> yeah. Cool Edit Pro, and now it's Adobe. Yeah. Yep. But uh, my first production, uh, you know, working with music, like mm -hmm. actually diving in and creating loops and doing edits and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's still to this day the program that I use. Uh, it's FL Studio. Okay. All right. So... Yeah. So um, you you're you're doing your own edits now. Um, you're involved with uh, some websites for uh, or when did it it become? Man, I I think I could do a business with this with this DJ service. You know this 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 sir. It's technically it's a service you're providing to other DJs. You know what you know they they pay you for the 
for a, a monthly fee or a track or whatever. And when did you say, you know what, I could do the service? Yeah, so there was, uh, you know, there was already American music uh, DJ services out mm -hmm. there, but there wasn't one yet for Latin. So, um, you know, when you're as a DJ, you're looking for intros, outros to be able to mix your music with and, um, you know, for, for DJs and their sets. Right. And the uh, the American music market was hot with it. Crooklyn Clan was right. one of the uh -huh. websites, yep. uh, Crack for DJs, um, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of American DJs, club DJs, you know, bar DJs are, are buying off of these sites right. of edited music and, uh, you know, basically remixed versions of popular songs. Um, and there was nothing out there yet for Latin music. So the original, the first Latin music website uh, was by that guy I mentioned earlier, DJ Little J. Right. The, um, it was called Latin Remix Kings at the time. And mm -hmm. uh, that's when uh, me him or he he it's his, it was his website but other aspiring producers from all over the u.s and right. you know parts of europe as well mm -hmm. joined the site to uh create edited versions of uh you know music basically a, a dj service so um after that you know i was there for a couple of years and then eventually i branched out to uh create my own business and uh that's where latinremixes.com came from and uh partnered up with a you know, uh, a friend of mine. And um, yeah, to this day, we're still operating. And, um, you know, for for the DJs, putting out uh, edited content, you know, for if you need extended music, intro, outros, live remixes. I'm, yeah. I'm going to put the link right now in the uh, in the chat. Um, Remixes.com for everyone who doesn't know about it. And of course, <laughs> for the people listening to the audio version of the podcast, let them know simply yeah it's simply latinremixes.com uh so if you want to go check that out if you're a dj you want to get some uh cool remixes i subscribe to it i highly recommend it okay um <clears throat> let's move on now let's uh talk about the dance scene our favorite oh, subject yes <laughs> <laughs> now a lot of the gentlemen there's a lot of djs in here and there's a lot of uh, different um people people from the dance community uh, across the united states uh listening to the show because they know you as the bachata remix king and uh this is when uh we get into that that side of the story okay yeah um and let, first off before uh let's look at some of the uh, questions that i highlighted here um we have uh Terra marco he's asking um, what, what do you do when you cannot find the acapella of a song? Do not do anything. <laughs> Technically. Yeah, that's, that's the right answer. <laughs> but if you really want to, what's the, what's, what's the, what's the, uh, the cheat hack, the quick cheat hack? Uh, so this is, this is, um, a touchy subject because you can make a remix out of an acapella still mm -hmm. and you could take that music and uh delete the acapella and use that 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 instrumental now as something fresh basically you know what i mean so uh to answer your question though acapellas if i can't find one then i won't touch it i won't do it but if i insist on doing the song i would have a singer re-sing it for me someone with a with an oh. identical voice to uh, the original singer or um, create a fresh sound. Let's say I want to take a, a very high tempo, upbeat, high energy track 
and the vocals are just way too strong for uh, to do a bachata remix out of, I would ask uh, a cover artist or someone that's uh, available for studio recording and do vocals to sing the song, but at a at a um, a softer uh, a softer tone, I guess you could say. So that way, it's more sexy, more sensual. Um, but uh, yeah, if if I can't find an acapella to a song that I want to do, then I would just take whatever's available, even if it's a bad sounding acapella. I would make the music around it, then take out the acapella once I'm done, and have someone else re-sing the vocals. Say that uh, I have the music available. So, so, so All you got to do is of sing. The of the of the music so you're, you, all the remix of, or whatever instruments you did are in the key of the song exactly the, yeah, yeah same chords same yeah, same, chords same uh, instrument if i do anything different of course i would let the uh singer know like hey this part is for a guitar solo but then you continue the verse after the guitar solo or go back to the chorus uh after the bridge or whatever you know like i would mm -hmm. main i would make my own little arrangement to it um and basically make the song my own yeah so to speak that's awesome, man. Uh, um, let's uh, let's move on now. This is your life, 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 life. DJ Soldier's <laughs> interview here on uh, Salonda Speedy Junior Speedy Junior's podcast. We're doing what we call on radio a radio reset for everyone who's joining us now. Uh, shouts out to everyone on listening to us on Soldier's YouTube channel. Uh, how's it feel to be over forty thousand followers on your YouTube channel, buddy? Oh man, it feels great. Uh, yeah. yeah, we hit forty thousand this year, and uh, yeah. I'm actually uh, very proud of that. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, subscribing and supporting the music. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. I'm very, I, I'm very blessed. Excellent. By Excellent. you guys. Um, let's um, let's uh, move on. We're making remixes, Latin remixes. Uh, you're making remixes to reggaeton stuff, intros and DJ outros and salsa, merengue, bachata. And so when did uh, now is where the social scene comes into play, right? Uh, me and you have always been involved in the social scene here in Tampa from the uh, Salsa Caliente days. Uh, shouts out to Erica. And, um, you know, uh, the, the social scene is a little different than a regular nightclub. And I'll let you expand on that uh, rather than me do that. Uh, but give, give everyone here who doesn't know, uh, who's not involved in the dancing community, um, uh, the difference between a dance social and a regular Latino night. Yeah, so uh, my first uh, dance event gig was at uh, the first ever Tampa Salsa and Bachata Festival. If I'm not mistaken, it was in 2014, I want to say. Mm -hmm. 2014 or 2013, one of those years. Uh, it was the first uh, Tampa Salsa Bachata Festival, and I was booked through uh, DJ Tigre, who at the time I was teaching him how to DJ. Um, oh, okay. So, That's yeah. an interesting uh, detail you just gave right there live. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into more detail on that later <laughs> if you want to know about that. But, yeah, uh, do okay. yeah, yeah, we'll sure. Circle back to whatever you want. We yeah, yeah, yeah no, we'll, we'll circle back, but I'll, I'll answer right. that question, uh, the one yeah. that, that was asked. Uh, so during that time at TSBF, uh, what I was seeing was incredible it was just people out there you know wanting to dance it wasn't like uh, a normal nightclub crowd like in the sense where guys are there to hook up you know pick up girls and you know girls are out there getting drunk or whatever you know what i mean mm -hmm. um there were people there actually there to pay attention to the music pay attention to what the dj's doing and at the same time uh 
dance dance is uh what motivates uh everyone in the in the obviously in the dance scene so right um so it was uh, an, a bit of an eye opener for me because I didn't know about uh, this community until that that time when I first mm. played at TSBF, and uh, ever since then I was uh, impressed by it. I was fascinated by it. So I just uh, you know from then on I I, I was uh, you know I was experimenting with bachata music. I didn't really care for it at the time. You know uh, my first uh, bachata experiment was uh, Coldplay Clocks. Um, okay, and that actually and, answers um, uh, Moni Rodriguez's a, a question. She had asked, uh, you had a countless list of amazing remixes. Was Clocked your very, very first remix you made? Oh, yes. Yes, it was. So uh, after after uh, seeing um, that remix being played at these big uh, festivals where there's like literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in one room dancing, mm-hmm. I was just fascinated by it and especially they're dancing to something i created from scratch so that to me was like an inspiration and motivation to okay maybe there's a niche in this market to pursue but we'll answer that later uh more if you if you want to more know more into that ask me later but uh to answer the question the difference between nightclub and social dance mm-hmm. is uh you know the nightclub obviously you know you're there to get you know for for the majority of the people not everyone you're there to drink get drunk guys are out there to pick up girls whatever you know hang out with friends birthday celebration you know all that stuff and uh the social scene is more for uh dance obviously you're there to still have fun and dance and but uh in a more clean clean way you know you're you're the majority of the people that go out to dance socials are people that you know are not there to hook up or anything they're just there for the love of dance and the love of music Okay, so you're already doing these cool, awesome remixes. You have your first uh, dance event experience, dance, social experience. Is that when you decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to do, um, these guys kind of like bachata a lot. Is that what you did? Is that what the, the evolve? And you said, I'm going to make this remix. Do you play around with these bachata songs? Or how how did that evolve to the begin- to the soul tricks that a lot of people have been introduced to, the, the bachata remix king himself? How did the, did it did he evolve from, you know, the the uh, getting introduced to the social scene to to being a monster uh, bachata remixer? Uh, again, it's uh, from from what I mentioned earlier. It mm-hmm. was a video of you know Tigre was sent it to me. He was playing at a festival in Europe and mm-hmm. uh, just watching people dance to something I created was was like wow. And especially it wasn't just like five people dancing. It was like a huge crowd of dancers. Uh, wow. So I was like, oh, oh, wow, maybe there's something, there's a niche for this. And uh, I was motivated by Tigere to uh, pursue doing remixes, do more of them. So it was um, during that year, 2013, 2014-ish, that I was uh, advancing more into, um, you know, making more bachata remixes. And that's when, you know, I was working on projects like uh, the Lana Del Rey, uh, Young and Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I did uh, Zoo's uh, Faded. um chivalry is dead that's when all the the og my 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 roots my roots i guess you could say my remix roots the first ones i ever made um became popular and grew in the dancing um because no one else was doing it at the time nowadays you hear remixes everywhere but oh yeah during that year uh that's kind of i I think you're a pioneer in that especially uh oh i could blend the stuff with bachata 
you know yeah. what i mean like i was <laughs> exactly you know it was like it was kind of like your experience or in our experience uh uh when we we heard you know intros and outros on on tracks that were spinning already oh we could do that we could make a you know edit we could do it ourselves yeah you know what i mean yep yeah so bachata now you're in the remix scene you're doing these remixes uh you see the uh the attention grow and grow and grow um what did you what what when did you say when when did you say hold up i need to like stop whatever it is extra i'm doing for work and pay attention to this now like like when did when did it when did it did it go from uh i, I i'm trying to stuff and or, or was it just gradual like you would just see like like the dancers doing choreography to your remixes and then it was was it gradual and then and when did you say oh man i, I need to like I need to get a, uh, somebody to help me with all these bookings. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? No. Like when did it when, when did it pass from like the idea to realization? There you go. They, like, oh man, we're doing it. You know, like yeah, no, it was definitely when I started traveling. Uh, you know, like I said at the beginning, I I didn't expect the DJ stuff to take off as a career. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I I just did it for fun. Right. Um, but when you involve uh production into the game into what you're doing things change so that's why i tell djs everywhere to to get into production if they want to uh become uh, more easily known in uh in um you know in whatever genre you're working in because mm -hmm. the, those productions are everyday things people can listen to when you're not available to dj you know we can't dj 24 7 and put ourselves <laughs> out there 24 7 i mean we try we try but i mean you can't but <laughs> Uh, so that's why the productions, whatever you do, you 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 let that out into the world and people listen to that, you know, on a regular basis. So that's, um, you know, that's why I tell every DJ to get into uh, the production stuff. But uh, I'm sorry, what was the question? I got sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> when did when did you say like, oh, crap, like, OK, maybe, so uh, like yeah. any help, like, you know, yeah. like uh, you call the family member to be your manager or something. What happened? You know, what I mean, yeah, like, no, it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. When I started getting more bookings and traveling, uh, I think that's when I decided, man, I'm going to have to have someone help me with with a lot of this stuff because, you know, bookings and organizing flights, hotels and, you know, car rentals if, if needed. You know, that's a lot of work, every little detail. And, and if something goes wrong, it becomes a huge inconvenience for me during the trip, you know. Right. So and I've had a lot of inconveniences throughout my career and uh <laughs> <laughs> let's not name them but yeah, uh, that happens to everybody i guess yeah even when i was touring for a time i mean you know right people, so you know, promoters prom prom promise something and doesn't come through and that happens. exactly yeah exactly so so I, I think as i got busy you know traveling obviously takes a lot of uh, time you know it takes for me sometimes to get from one city to the next it takes six hours you know especially traveling across the country um it's definitely uh tiring so you know coming back from a trip takes me a day or two to recover then i have to at the same time manage bookings and work on music it, it's it's definitely something that I, I i've always uh you know as as i got busier i needed more help and um you know eventually i i got it so uh i was uh island touch at the time was um was uh doing a lot of my uh my assisting mm -hmm. they were managing all the bookings for me so uh but uh once i went solo i was like you know and, and i started growing i was like oh man i can't do all this by myself so eventually i hired an uh an assistant shout out to romanian spice 
and uh <laughs> and uh you know she helps me uh with a lot of uh, things that you know the administrative stuff that uh that i no longer have time to do so yeah that's excellent that's excellent that's excellent um so uh you're now uh let's let's go to some of the questions because uh we're on the bachata tip now and the the dancing chip so i want to hit some of these uh some of your viewers questions and i apologize if it took me a little too long um tito ortega asks asks where do you, what how do you see bachata five years from now that's a little broad so maybe i'll i'll scope it how do you see bachata remixing five years from now there you go you know <clears throat> if you had asked me that five years ago and I look five years to today, I would think that it wasn't going the, I mean, it's growing definitely, but the, uh, it's, it's growing in a sense where uh, the major artists out there are helping it grow. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like bachata compared to other genres are, is such a small genre. Like um, it doesn't have the audience that I feel like it, it really should have, you know what I mean? It's, it's growing, but I feel like it's growing at a very, very, very steady pace. You know what I mean? And I, I think the dance community is part of that, you know, thanks to that, you know, because as people are on social media and these videos of dancing couples are going viral, people that don't know about Bachata see that and they, they get it. They want to know more about it, you know, right. dive into it. Yeah. But uh, if I if I were to guess five years today, I mean, I think Bachata is still going to maintain that trajectory path. You know, um, one of the things that I've said about my remixes um, you know, because if you listen to the stuff I produced, it, it incorporates a lot of uh, synthesizers, pads, uh, you know, some kind of like electronic music elements um, that I try to uh, incorporate into it because, um, you know, I'm trying to develop a new sound, trying to <clears throat> go, um, trying to modernize it even more compared to today. So um, my, my remixes honestly are kind of um, what I think bachata will sound like in the future you know what i mean because that's why i feel like today like some of the remixes that i've made the the mainstream audience isn't ready for it you know what i mean because uh it's incorporating futuristic sounds you know people want to hear the guitar the the piano the, the basically the live instruments versus the electronic stuff which is uh some people would argue that ruins the uh the uh feeling that the bachata music has or pre presents itself so um uh if if i were to guess how it is five years i mean yeah it's still going to maintain that trajectory path but i don't think my style of uh making remixes how it is today is still going to be at that be there you know what i mean like i feel like that's why i've always said my audience is you know god bless them for having the the ear for um for understanding what i do mm -hmm. but um Honestly, the mainstream audience isn't quite ready for the sound that I'm doing now with bachata. So, it's uh, it's 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 pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, we were almost there and that, when when yeah. Rosalia and The Weeknd get together and do a bachata track. Do you think that was a missed opportunity there? For who? For bachata, for bachata as a whole. Uh, the um, from a production standpoint, I feel they could have done better. Um definitely it was uh it was too simple for my tastes but uh you know they didn't even have uh from what i've from what i've heard and using my ear and mm -hmm. background in bachata production mm -hmm. they didn't i don't think they even used any live instruments for that uh 
production because the the percussion, if you listen to it, it's very computerized. The uh, bass line, I'm pretty sure they used uh, loops for that. And then uh, everything else was just digital. So I feel like um, it wasn't the traditional bachata sound uh, that most people are used to. Yeah. But at the same time, it was way too uh, computerized. So my taste in uh, bachata music is kind of somewhere in the middle. So you got your, your computerized and you got your traditional. And mm. I'm kind of like in the middle. I try to fuse both. Right. So uh, I feel that, um, you know, because of their names, Rosalia, The Weeknd, I feel like the track got its, you know, its popularity, its, its uh, recognition. But I don't think the crowd really, the audience really ate it up that much. Because, I mean, I, I haven't checked the charts on it, but... Not, um, it, pretty it, it, so it did okay. It did okay. Then there wasn't a big. I think it was a missed opportunity personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if I were to guess, <clears throat> you know, you're dealing with two artists, Rosalia yeah. and The Weeknd. Rosalia, that bachata sound is the European bachata sound. You know, where mm -hmm. from the dance point, the dance community perspective, a lot of the right. European producers out there produce that way. A little simpler, a little simpler. Yeah, the, they keep it simple. You know, bachata loops, percussions. Um, whereas, you know, if you look in the U S over here, we, the, the DR culture is spread out throughout, uh, the United States and the bachata music mm -hmm. has accomplished so much in this country, right. um, that the sound is just, it still, it still sticks to its roots of the Dominican bachata, the traditional sound. Mm -hmm. So again, if I were to guess, you know, Rosalia has her own producers, the weekend has his own, I would guess Rosalia had, a had, a you know that that track was produced by Rosalia's producers because the weekend we know his music is you know very yeah. uh, ethereal, very um, how do I describe his music? It's very unique, um, very atmospheric sounds. You know, very uh, lo-fi kind of I guess you could say. And there was none of that in the uh, La Fama track that they released together. So, so I'm, I'm guessing Rosalia's producers uh, <laughs> were were on that. So uh, we're on the uh, on the uh, bachata remix uh, side of things with the interview here. Uh, there was been there's been some uh, d a discourse online about uh, live musicians and bachata remixes, uh, and I think uh, a lot of people don't understand what actually goes into a remix, a bachata remix, better than you. So live and who, a person who does use uh, singers and um, uh, musicians when as needed of course uh explain to people what really goes into a bachata remix and when you what you need from live and when you can you know i mean you know of course you know everyone's got to save money and when you can use uh, uh samples and and different things right yeah um so for the most part uh for remixes because uh they're not official uh versions right you know they're unofficial productions right. yeah. you know because you know Farruko didn't hire me to do pepas or none of that. You know what I mean? So, no, no, nobody hired you to do nothing. Yeah. Right, right. And I'm no. sure all the money he makes, uh, I'm sure he put his uh, copyright on that on that video on that YouTube video. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I do recycle a lot of uh, percussions that uh, that I use from original tracks. So more of the stuff that's on Spotify that I have on there, um, you know, like more than friends, uh, anything with Melvin War, all those for the most part are original recorded bachata percussions that uh that were recorded for me uh by the way shout out to joel in new york who does those for me and um 
So you do use you it, do use a uh, 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 live uh, musicians when it's your own time. right yeah, when, right exactly you're gonna make all the money which is of course you're you're investing the money you're you're hiring these musicians you know? right exactly so for for original content I do uh, hire musicians to to uh, you know but I also direct them on what sound I want you know so right um, the remixes however those are recycled so um, for remixes. The percussions are recycled from old projects, other projects that I've done, and uh, the bass lines and guitars and all the guitar work. I have a good, I still have a fresh guitar, a guitarist on that mm -hmm. for me. So uh, mm -hmm. every remix project I do, I use a, a guitarist uh, that to create, um, you know, their own uh, melodies. And when I work right. with the when I work with the guitarist, I give them the free will to do what they want. I basically tell them the direction I want, whether the guitars need to be at a soft, you know, mellow vibe, romantic, or if I want it to be high energy, up, uplifting, and, uh, you know, crazy. So um, several guitarists that I've worked with, uh, Tito Ortega, who was uh, one of the main ones mm -hmm. that uh, that was on a lot of my projects, uh, he uh, he understood that. And, uh, you know, he's, he sent me, you know, for example, some guitars, that were like so awesome i'm like man don't touch it send it to me like this perfect and uh there's also other times where i was like okay no this part is a little too much for me let's change this minute 30 seconds you know change that part the guitar is too loud here maybe soften it more you know let's do it or i don't like the idea let's start it let's do a new arrangement and um you know you know there's a lot of back and forth when i'm working with uh guitarists so uh other than that the remixes the only live parts that are fresh that I use are guitars. Everything else I do it uh, from uh, from recycled or from uh, you know creating melodies, synthesizers, piano, any of that. I do it in the studio and uh, you know my own arrangement, basically. Cool, cool. Um, I want to get um, uh, more of these questions out of the way from everyone. Everyone's popping questions in the shout out to everyone who's still with us. Uh, here on the live stream. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here. I'm sure you guys got important things to do at one o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. But uh, if you're watching it worldwide as well, thank you so much for hanging out with us here. We're talking to DJ Soltrix about uh, his uh, history. If you if you're listening to the audio version of this, go ahead and give it a rewind. You can check out how we started, man, uh, from very humble beginnings, on, and that's why I wanted to bring you uh, on the on the interview. Because I think a, a lot of your new fans don't know the David, the David Rodriguez. They just know the Soul Tricks. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. kind of sad that we have this, like, we have these alter egos, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's uh, like, like they have these perceptions of what we are. And, uh, and you know, we're not really like that, man. We're just normal dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you no, know? I mean, I'm sure you get it, too. Do, do I call time, you? Do man. I call you? Do I call you Lewis or do I call you Speedy <laughs> Jr.? Do I call you time. David or I call yeah. you Soul Tricks? Yeah, man, that's why I want to get you on on uh, get an official interview up, you know, with you, because I know you've done. I have some other uh, the dance community guys have gotten some um, blogs up interviews with you and stuff like that. I've seen some of those, but I don't. Th I was like, man, Soul Tricks has not done a video to video or in person interview, and I said I I'm gonna be the one to do that. That's why I wanted to get you up on here, man. We're, we're going to blow this up, man. It's going on lamesco.com, all that good stuff. So, uh, YGRPZ says. Uh, how long did it take you to make your first successful remix? Uh, well, let's define the term successful. Uh, <laughs> I guess that that's the key word, maybe. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure you made a bunch of remixes that weren't successful, maybe. Yeah. Or at least so, you don't deem them successful. 
Well, I mean, so for me, uh, a track that's successful for me anyway is something that came out so good. Like the production value is top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, to others, you know, the uh, term successful means it's out there, it's popular, it's viral. Um, so am I, I'll answer it from both perspectives, I guess. Uh, from from um, one of the projects that I did that was the most successful in sound and uh, production value, I would have to say was uh, Wonderwall, which uh, to this day is my longest remix yet. I do believe it's over six and a half minutes long. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was uh, the production value of the track was um, very intense. It took a lot of work, and um, you know, it was. Uh, I, I'm 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 uh, proud of the way it came out. Um, now, as far as successful in the sense of um, viral and popular, I would go with the weekends uh, often because uh, that one did go viral, and uh, I even had uh, I even saw that the weekend himself retweeted a meme yeah, that, was that had that that had the audio of my remix version to uh the track often so um so to me that was big uh, i remember i was in trinidad and uh i saw that post and uh i was like oh my god this is amazing i was like <laughs> i had goosebumps everywhere and i saw the tweet and i saw the comments how people loved it and they you know there were more memes stemmed off from the from the remix um, unfortunately, I didn't really get credit for uh, for the viral post, other than a couple, um, you know, social media, um, you know, what do you call them, inspirers, uh, social media, famous people on social media um, that were would tag me in their posts and uh, create a meme out of it. But um, uh, it was uh, it was a big deal for me because. Uh, not only was it the fact that the weekend himself retweeted it and recognized it, but mm-hmm. also the comments of people that that loved the track, that loved the sound, that would have never imagined the weekend on a bachata song. Period. So um, it was um, it was an eye opener for me because it, it was a uh, during a time where I wasn't uh, heavily inspired, continuing on doing bachata productions, um, and uh, I. Uh, that just refueled my motivation again to keep making music to the max and the you know all the beautiful comments of people saying how they love the track where can i find more um you know it was uh, a big uh boost for me so i would say the often was the most successful as far as uh recognition uh as far as uh you know going viral and yeah yeah for sure all right so more more uh uh, viewer uh, questions here let's get these questions knocked out here we go. Here's one. <laughs> when is Soltrix mix, mixing African music? I think you got a uh, <laughs> you got a house track. When are you gonna do some African house? There you go. Uh, I don't <laughs> intend to uh, to do any. Uh, maybe in the future. Who knows? Uh, I'm getting. I'm diving right, more into some. Maybe some Zuka or some uh, Kisomba remix. Yeah, I mean something like that. I mean, I don't. I, yeah, right now I have no intention of doing uh, African music, but. Uh, I'm I'm uh, right now exploring uh, house music production, so uh, maybe who knows? We'll I'll, in the future I'll probably make a African inspired uh, <laughs> house track. Who knows? There you go. We'll there see. you go. Hunter Truce asks, uh, well, how does Soltrix feel consi- being considered cool? <laughs> well, cool, uh, 
Hey, I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I guess it feels great. You know, right. <laughs> this is a mixer, uh, a mixing DJ question. Here you go. The nerdy DJ question. How do you handle crowds that prefer to hear the entire track from start to finish? Salseros or bachateros when you're in the social mode there. This is from Ivan Navarro. Shout out <clears throat> to Ivan. Uh, so that's always been a debate. Yeah. Um, Obviously, in nightclubs, you could do whatever you want. Uh, prefer, preferably, you cut the songs in nightclub uh, environments yeah. because uh, trying to keep the know, energy going. Yeah, know. yeah. And um, <clears throat> but handle crowds. I think what this person is asking is uh, letting the song ride out to the end, to the right. very last beat, mm-hmm. um, versus uh, what I do, which is mixing. You know, I still play the whole song, but I I blend it and mix it to the next tracks very seamlessly. Right. So um, to handle the crowds that don't like that, you know, it's um, what can I say? Um, you know, that's 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 how I've DJed my whole life. I don't do uh, the stop and play that a lot of DJs now uh, nowadays do as socials because I know the audience, you know, some audience people just prefer that. Um, but I I personally am there to keep a balance of my style which is blending and selecting music and playing the tracks that i feel people like and um at the same time i'm representing myself as soul tricks and playing the music right. that that uh people uh know me for and the way i dj is the way i dj i it's it's just something that it's a, it's a very touchy subject you know yeah. you you're, you're not gonna please everybody no, it's, it's something i've learned in the being a dj because uh no, no matter what, you're always going to have one person complaining in the crowd, you know, even if it's not verbally out loud in their mind, they're like, oh, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, you know, it's everyone has their own tastes. And, you know, I respect that if if it came to the point where um, I'm mixing and if, if my mixing interrupts a dance floor, and nobody's dancing because I'm blending two tracks for 30 seconds at most and it creates a, a bad vibe and people aren't dancing then i'll be like okay okay so i'll do the stop and play thing that's what people want i respect it but so far that hasn't really happened for me you know i think um a lot of dancers appreciate the uh the style the of mixing. option the option you want to yeah, keep dancing the, with whoever you're dancing with you have the option now right the style where, exactly where necessarily you might not have had the option before with another dj and that's why I, I like me personally i like to do i like to let the song finish do right. the do the mix that way a dancer hears the mix and they can decide now oh the dj is mixing the song and i can now decide i have 10 15 seconds five seconds maybe at least to decide if i want to keep dancing or say thank you so much it's my day thank you so much for this dance and move on to another dancer or another partner or right. keep dancing with this person or ask hey you want to dance the next song hey let's keep dancing yeah you yeah have you, option. you have the option basically yeah. right so i mean that's kind of uh what, what the mixing also provides. And at the same time, you're maintaining a, a level of energy, whether you're building up or building down through mixing. You're doing it gradually instead of just, you know, after a soft, sensual song, you go in with a hard salsa or something. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> I mean, if you're switching genres in the, in the social dancing, I agree. Yeah, do the stop and play thing. Like, you know, sometimes I'll even transition with that, going from bachata to salsa right. gradually. But... um. But yeah, I, I usually keep my sets very linear um, unless there's a, a particular point in my set where I just feel like, okay, I think this is going to cr- uplift the vibe more and where the, the music stops and I come in with this, you know what I mean? 
So it's yeah. it's all uh it's all uh w- how you want your set to go. Uh, but as far as handling the crowd that that doesn't uh like the mixing style, you know, I, it's again it's something I haven't experienced where I'm mixing and the crowd dies off. <laughs> Unless yeah. they're switching partners, but <laughs> man, the, the whole the whole chat erupted. I think we hit a nerve with this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah. Um. Let's keep on going with uh uh your, your all everyone all your fans and everyone else who's joining us here live on the recording of this uh, interview with DJ Soltrix. Make sure you check him out at djsoltrix.com. Follow him at DJ Soltrix. You're on Mixcloud too, man. You got like a uh, like four thousand followers on Mixcloud too. You yeah, like Mixcloud. Let's talk. Let's get a little dirty and nerdy. You went, you did some live on Mixcloud. How do you think uh, the future of Mixcloud is looking? Hey, I honestly have a lot of respect for Mixcloud. Uh, throughout the pandemic, that was a, a website that a lot of DJs used and were able to use without any copyright infringement issues. Right. So I applaud them, and I I think their platform is is a very beautiful thing for DJs. Uh, as far as functionality, it still needs its work. Um, you know, there's uh, you know, technical things that I, you know, technical issues that I don't, I don't really like. Um, but you know, to each their own. I, I think it's eventually going to keep growing. It's going to be a huge platform. Um, you know, a lot of DJs that, that a lot of DJs are going to use to do uh, whether they're live stream or post up their their mixes. But uh, Mixcloud is definitely a, a platform I do respect. Yeah, I think it's going to grow and get better as as hopefully. And then, uh, then, then Soldier can make the final move and be only on Mixcloud. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they don't have to worry about getting uh, getting any any uh, copyright bans. Yeah, exactly. Just only put DJ Soldier's productions on YouTube. There you go. Very you true. Know, I do a live and just play all your your original songs. <laughs> that what? Do play live and just do all your original songs. And oh yeah. Soldier's uh, performance. All your original songs, no remixes. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Uh, I won't get a copyright strike, yeah. but that'll last a good maybe forty-five minutes. There you go, and that's, that's an artist set. What are you talking about? You could charge. You could charge five thousand dollars for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What was your first first official uh, social? Uh, your first official uh, Soultrix remix. I think you said it earlier. Yeah, it was uh, clocks. It? it was yeah. clocks. Um, yeah. I know. Where's that sitting right now as far as plays, man? Do we know? Oh, I haven't even checked. Um, but last time uh, you checked, uh, it was a crazy number. It was, man, I, I forgot the number. Uh, right now, uh, the the remix with the most plays is Hotline Bling with over uh, 4 million. Um, but Coldplay Clocks, I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, it, it's somewhere in the hundred thousands. I just don't know, don't know where if uh, someone wants to check that. Feel free, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's 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 a it's a track that uh that uh didn't exactly blow up. Blow up. It's a right. remix that didn't really blow up, other than the the time that that uh, Thigere was playing it back then in the 2013 2014s. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, you know, with the other remixes I was coming out, clocks kind of drowned out. So. Uh, but it's still, you know, I consider it my baby. You know, it's like the first, the first one. So it has a lot of uh, value to me. Here's another question right here: If you weren't DJ Soltrix, what would you be doing right now? Ooh, that is a good question. Uh, you know, that's 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 a very hard question because uh, 
the uh well i mean i'll be another dj name i guess you could say i'd probably be doing uh house music i wouldn't be doing the uh the bachata stuff that dj soltrix is branded for i'll be a different alias is that fair is that a fair answer yeah there you go. or does he mean other than djing right i guess maybe <clears throat> other than djing i mean I, I don't know what i would be i don't know what i'd be doing honestly because uh the uh the djing and music has given me such a huge sense of purpose in life that um that i honestly wouldn't know what i'd be doing i'd, I'd have to figure it out i guess and uh figure out what else i could be good at maybe cooking i'm start i'm diving into cooking now so i mean i'm, I'm actually pretty good at that getting good at that <laughs> let's see the next question is uh dj soltrix what is the most memorable and exciting moment you can share what is the most exciting I I guess moment? Maybe in DJing. Uh, yeah, yeah let's, uh, keep it, let's keep it in DJ. Here you go. Okay, man, I have those. I don't have like a specific moment, but every night that I'm DJing and I play a remix or I play one of my tracks, and I just see everyone smiling and dancing, and you know showing love wanting to take pictures and stuff like that i think those are the greatest moments for me um during uh during my uh my career you know those are the most rewarding uh moments because you know i i do spend a lot of time in the studio working on music and um mm. i uh you know it's 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 a reward for me it's it's something that again go, going back to that word purpose it gives me a good sense of purpose that i'm uh <coughs> i'm um inspiring others and uh making their their nights uh, a happy moment that's what makes me uh you know those are the best moments for me that i'm doing something for somebody that who knows what what they're going through in life and um they're smiling and dancing to something i created so that's excellent man i think uh, uh yeah no joanna says it's a uh, 185k right now clocks oh cool yeah oh thanks joanna and uh let's see here it's getting all these questions i want to get all these questions out uh milan guerrero shout out to milan he says what was the benefit of the viral song or if any other songs uh, were viral did you see a big benefit in your career from from the viral track uh any of the tracks that went viral i definitely did or because you think, uh, you think the hype was was fake or mm, i don't think so uh i think everything you do even if it's just a little bit it gets noticed by a lot of people um <clears throat> even if i don't see it i do believe uh something's going on something's still happening with all the remixes i've done uh but the the viral ones yeah especially because uh you know event organizers promoters see it they want to book me that's that's um that's uh that's awesome and you know people do dance videos to it and they tag me and uh that's also a rewarding thing to see that and um yeah it's it's uh it's 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 awesome it it, it 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 gets me more bookings and more recognition and more social media presence uh nowadays i mean I, I try not to focus too much on social media but i know as a dj i have to be on it and put stuff out there so yeah. those that tag me and stuff i basically just repost it mm -hmm. and uh you know it, it keeps my presence out there in a way or the music of uh the projects i've done so uh, Jamie, shouts out to Jamie. Uh, she she's asked, uh, what about original works, David? Uh, Want to talk about uh, 
what goes into uh, uh, you know the importance of uh, work doing your own original music as a producer or um, a DJ as as yeah. a DJ transitioning to a producer. Um, how important is the original works? Yeah, it's it's very important, especially if you want to get into uh, you want to attract a mainstream audience and not just a specific uh, community. Um, yeah, it's definitely important creating original stuff. Um, you know, it's also it also uh, releases more for at least for me my creative juices. To it's a it's a challenge, you know, versus following a you know from a I'm speaking production terms now. Mm -hmm. uh, following get nerdy as you want. <laughs> <laughs> following a following a chord structure of mm -hmm. another track and just uh, doing it and all that is fun and dandy and all that, but. When you're doing your own chords, your own music, your own arrangement, your own hiring, your own uh, vocals, vocalists, lyrics, all that stuff, it all comes from 100% originality. So um, I think there's a even bigger reward in that when you're working on original music. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the boss is here uh, in the in the live finally. She showed yeah. up for the interview. Now. <laughs> An hour and fifteen in. Um, let's see here. Uh, Vanessa Molina, esta este pregunta estás, es, es en español. Es, ay, es. ay, ay. ¿Hay algún ritmo en que sea más difícil hacerlo bachata? Eh, bueno, uh, de cambiarlo a bachata. All right, so help me out here. I mean, my Spanish is good, but not too good. Uh, I just want to understand. Go ahead. No care. It's a, it's a, smiling, hay, it's a bilingual podcast. So. Hay algún ritmo en que sea más difícil hacerlo en bachata. So okay. there's a, See, a rhythm. Sam, I, there's a rhythm. Is there a difficult rhythm that you can, t is there a rhythm that's very difficult to make into a bachata remix? There you so go. like a genre? Yeah, genre. Is that what she means? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um... Real, it's it's really not about genre. It's it's more about tempo. So uh, for me, if a song is very high in tempo, uh, it it can be difficult to do it in bachata because you're either gonna have to really slow down the song or speed it up even more to a double time where it matches bachata. But then it's gonna sound too fast. So for me, it's tempo. It's it's not more so the rhythm because you're taking out the rhythm of the song anyway to put it into bachata. So, uh, yeah, there's not really a genre that specifically that is hard to do, um, but it just depends on tempo. That's a really, uh, como se dice, tiempo, tempo. <laughs> como yeah. se dice, uh, yeah. el, sí, el tempo. Or tempo, el, sí, sí. Yeah. Uh, let's <clears throat> see. Uh, Orlando asks, Orlando got a lot of questions today. Name a few high profile artists you collaborated with. High profile, yeah, uh, sure. as in, uh, give me an everyone, example. Everyone and anyone, uh, sure. Everyone's high I profile. I mean, yeah, basically, uh, <laughs> the ones that, that you see that I've that I've uh, that I've worked with, um, Melvin. War I mean, it depends on the, the definition of high profile, but I mean, I've worked with Melvin War, uh, Vinny Rivera. My latest release with him, he's an up and coming bachata artist. Um, I've worked with Migs. Um, uh, who's now? I think he's still going by Miggy Migs now today. Yeah, I think so. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, I've I've worked with more of the low pro. I like working more with the low pro profile artists more because uh, they're uh, they're new, they're fresh, they haven't been discovered, and um, they they have the same hunger for um, for making music as I do. So I like to uh, work more with the low profile versus low profile versus the high profile artists. So um, cool. So yeah. 
Excellent, excellent. Uh, here you go. Here's a fun one. Name your favorite person in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite person in Greece. It has to be Leah. Hi, Leah. <laughs> fun fact: Leah named her cat after me. Oh, her cat's, really? Her cat's That's name is weird. Her cat's name is Soltrix. Oh, I thought her cat's name was David. I was like, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah, Soltrix. So Soltrix the cat. Shout out to Leah from Greece. Uh, a and uh, Soltrix el, la, la gata or el gato. I don't know if it's a male or female. I'm gonna share this question. Uh, this is a double. I have. Uh, is also part of where I'm taking the interview to. Um, Lucho asks. Don't know if somebody asked already. When do you expect your house music album to be finalized and ready for release? As you know, us house music junkies can't wait. And uh, we are, a lot of people love the house me, house music scene, including myself. And and I profess not to be a house DJ uh, per se, but I, I definitely love house music. And I love when, especially when like somebody passionate like you, Soltrix, is doing it and, you know, and, and going in. And it's just great to listen to just chill and listen to it um, yeah. recently. And also to, to part to part of the interview uh, recently, you uh, made public that uh, your wishes to uh, uh, not necessarily retire from the bachata remix scene. Or the social scene, but uh, you wanted to focus more on your passion, which is uh, the EDM and the house music. So uh, I would like to give you the opportunity to clarify anything uh, here on the uh, show and let everyone know uh, what you're working on. What's you know, uh, what's this house music project? Yeah, yeah. So um, just to yeah clarify what you said there. Um, definitely, I'm not retiring. I'm not quitting doing bachata music. It's just uh, what I tell everyone is that it's not my primary focus as it's been uh, throughout the years you know i feel that uh kind of in a way i've already paid my dues with the bachata remixing and now there's so many people doing it so um it's just a a, a thing that uh you know i uh i've decided to to make a switch from so um the bachata remixes and bachata music i'm still gonna work on of course just it's not gonna be 100 percent how i've been uh doing it um so as far as the house side yes i'm uh transitioning into uh producing more electronic dance music i've been uh spending most of my time right now uh taking master classes taking uh, online courses to uh help help shape up my sound and learn production techniques that i didn't know before uh because obviously with uh electronic dance music you're doing everything yourself you're not hiring live musicians you know right. you're doing everything uh on your own so which is what i like because you know i that that uh defeats the waiting time you know i have to wait for vocals i have to wait for guitars in order to continue a production whereas mm -hmm. with house music i could just pick up and do it whenever i want right um but yeah it's definitely a lot more production involved it's definitely very very heavy a lot of things i'm learning um that i didn't know before um so uh to answer the question the album and all that stuff uh i can't definitively say when because uh i'm still in the process of right now discovering my sound uh where i want to go um but i do expect to release at least one song before or at least one song during the summer so uh We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm still, like I said, I'm 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 in the learning process and discovering my sound. So, it's just uh, taking some time and a lot of hours. So, <laughs> here's another question. Uh, Soltrix is scratchy. How's your How's your turntablism, Soltrix? How's my turntablism? Yeah, he's scratching. So, scratching. We're getting DJ nerdy now. I, I do baby <laughs> scratches. I do yeah. baby scratches. I don't. I don't go too hardcore into it. Like. Uh, 
like the turntable is to do nowadays. But, uh, yeah. you know, a little here and there when I'm mixing Latin music and I'm doing fast pace yeah. mixing, uh, I'll do a little here and there just there to... Uh, I've heard you do it. You're pretty good, man. You go, go, eh, go I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, I think we got one more question from Orlando. Orlando, man, take advantage right here. If you had to pick, what is where is the best venue you DJ'd? I know you did a lot. West yeah. Coast, uh, mid, uh, uh, mid, mid United States, uh, yeah, down south, up north, New York, Chicago. I mean, that's a lot of places, man. Yeah, there is. I think uh, you even did Nashville, right? You did a bunch of different places. Yeah, actually, yeah, Nashville. Um, no, yeah, I've been everywhere. Um, I would say this this question is an easy answer for me because. Uh, th this particular venue stood out for me because of how uh, how heavy it was with lights and video and such a big room with a lot of ambience. Uh, it was in an unlikely city. Uh, it was in Kansas City. Um, it was inside of a casino. Um, the venue Kansas was called... Kansas City. Interesting. Yeah. It was a Harris Casino, I remember. And uh, inside Harris Casino, there's a... There's a uh, a nightclub in there called uh, Voodoo Room. Either oh, Voodoo Room. I like the name already. Yeah, Voodoo Let's Room. Open or... a club like that, Soldier. It's called the Voodoo Room. <laughs> Voodoo, we'll, take yeah. over. we'll take over the whole Tampa Bay area. The Voodoo yeah, Room. man. Yeah, so it's called Voodoo Room or Voodoo Lounge. I don't recall the exact second word, but that club or that venue, I should say, it was amazing. It had two floors, big stage. You know, the DJ is up on stage. There's there's a big video screen, a um, lot of uh, animation going on in that in that venue. So it's it's definitely visually uh, it's like breathtaking how how amazing that venue is. And the sound was incredible, too. So it was just uh, it was just a whole high level vibe in that place, man. <clears throat> wow. Kansas City. Who would have thought? Yeah. Kansas City, man, they. They got it. If you're, if you guys are ever out there, check it out. Voodoo Room or Voodoo Lounge. I, I forgot the name, That's but it's definitely called. Voodoo in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we got uh, the equipment. What does a DJ need? Do you need a mixer on top? Oh, hey, well, yeah, you're gonna need something—a controller, a, a, oh, yeah. a mixer to start. Uh, you don't need the the you don't need the tools. The tools of the trade to start. Uh, constructive yes. interference. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you will need the tools of this trade to start, and then then you can get started. And you know, learning how exactly. to fly the plane. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, nowadays, a lot of uh, DJs, the customer, the custom thing is to get a controller, uh, which is what I use. Mm -hmm. uh, the Serato DDJ, uh, I believe, one thousand SRT yeah. is what I SRT, use. SRT. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's you you. It's all preference, though. I mean, if you want to get into turntablism, obviously, you know, get some. Uh, turntables and uh, have a, a little mixer mm -hmm. um if you're into more blending music uh, the controller is just fine um yeah it, it's just all preference you gotta you gotta actually go in and try those out at a, at a music store to determine which one you uh desire the most but controller works fine for me i've been doing controller now uh ever since it came out what is your favorite original <clears throat> track soul tricks right now favorite original track your own production because uh, you know that's what it's all about man i mean you know working on your own stuff so yeah What's your favorite that you say that you that you sit back and you're like you know what i feel i'm proud i i did that's that that i'm sure you're proud of everything but just yeah. one that just really stands out right now 
Well, most recently, uh, the one I, the the track I released with uh, Vinny Rivera, "Taste of You," uh, came out very, very nice. Um, huh, I would Taste say, you, huh? yeah, I think that's yeah. my uh, my current favorite original out Wait, of my. One. I need to add that to the to the Speedy Junior playlist here. Yeah, yeah, no, check it out. Right <clears throat> and um, but before that, it was uh, my collaboration with uh, Melvin War. Mm -hmm. We did uh, "Doing It Wrong," which is a Drake cover. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, did, did did you publish that? That's on Spotify or no? That we weren't. Yeah, yeah, that one's out. That one's out. Oh. Doing it wrong is out, and uh, Taste of You just came out uh, two, three weeks ago. Excellent, excellent. Um, let's uh let's talk about the original the original music, man, because that's all about it. If you're not following DJ Soltrix with his, he's got eighteen thousand uh more monthly listeners on his on his uh Spotify. Uh, the man is uh, doing it big, okay? Original Productions. Uh, you're not signed to any record label, right, Soul Tricks? So any record labels I want to sign you? Give not you a call? Yet. Yeah, not yet. Not <laughs> <See> yet. Email, <laughs> email at djsoultricks at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, who wouldn't want to have somebody with 18,000 plus monthly listeners uh, naturally grown, okay? Right? Right. On Spotify. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to have that in there? Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. I'll, I'll rage about it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, let's talk about uh, all the uh, all, uh, the the tracks. I really love "More Than Friends," man. That's one of my favorite songs. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah talk about was... talk to me about "More Than Friends." How did it come about? <coughs> so um, I had this idea. Actually, the inspiration came from uh, an old uh, trance uh, mm -hmm. track um, that I was messing around with. I was trying to play the chords and try to find out a way to convert it into uh, bachata sound. So uh, when I was working on the music, I, you know, it was it basically had the same chord structure, and uh, you know, I tuned it a bit to uh, to my liking. I think it's uh, on a different key, but um, once I had that sound that I wanted, um, I ended up asking for guitars over it, and uh, again, I gave Tito the uh, the. Um, the freedom to do whatever he wanted and uh, if we needed to change it later we could have um so at the time uh i was connected to migs mm -hmm. through uh through social media somehow some way we were having a discussion and then uh i told him hey how about we do a collaboration i have a a track ready to go for vocals uh if you want to write music to it and uh or write lyrics to it and do the vocals you know let's uh let's let's do it man it's available so uh, he asked for the track. I sent it to him, and he liked it, and he ended up uh, recording it. Um, and uh, originally, I didn't, I didn't like the vocals too much because uh, if you listen closely, his uh, his vocals are just a tad nasally because uh, he was recording during uh, a day that he was sick. Mm. So uh, if if you have that ear, if you can listen close, you'll hear you know his vocals are just a tad nasally, not that noticeable, but from a music production producer's perspective i hear it but um he uh you know he recorded it and i told him i like the idea would you be able to re-record and he uh he wasn't able to because he had other projects so i was like all right that's fine let's just release it how it is and uh you know i'll fix it up the best way i can so uh we ended up releasing it and uh, that was my first single so excellent excellent yeah. i want to get back to the music uh before we wrap up the interview uh, but all these these questions keep coming through here Hold yeah, on, ask away ask away yeah yeah so uh you're not you're not in a hurry to go nowhere right soldrix no i'm good <laughs> all right cool <laughs> um i haven't asked him but i i still don't know how he came up with the name 
DJ Soultrix? Ah, the question everyone asks. Know, yeah. The 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 massive uh the one that everyone needs to know for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So the word Soultrix was um at the time I was trying to come up with a screen name for AOL. Who remembers AOL? And um I came up with Soultrix and I put uh eighty five. I think that email account still exists. <laughs> Soultrix eighty five. So um that was my screen name for a while and you know when i was uh diving more into the latin dj scene i guess you could say the latin dj stuff i just adapted soltrix as my uh my dj name um it was originally supposed to be for like house music because i was still mm -hmm. mixing house music for uh little online radio stations right and um soltrix was more for a house uh edm genre name that I was going for because yeah, you know. and that's funny in that you're going back to the to, the, <laughs> to that genre that you start that you wanted to get into. Um, yeah. So Soltrix is uh, basically a play on two words. Uh, came up with a uh, solar and uh, matrix because matrix was one of my favorite movies at the time, and uh, I just did solar matrix Soltrix. It just it was just a play on words. It doesn't mean anything. And, uh, you know, I just wanted something that no one had, a phrase or a name that nobody had, just to be able to have a unique uh, screen name on AOL. So I adapted, I adapted that as my DJ name. So That's excellent, man. That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Rick. Thank you very much. He's loving the interview. Um, oh, thanks. Mitchell says, okay, so AOL. <laughs> I think we dated ourselves there. Uh, Jenny asks, Jenny. That's, how, that's how old we are. Yeah. Jenny says, uh, what do you miss out of your bachata sessions? Um, and uh, when is it coming back, man? Are you going to do, do it once in a while on Mixcloud? Or what are you thinking about? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still undecided what I'm going to do because those bachata sessions did take a lot of my time. Uh, now that I did stop doing it, I, I have more time to uh, be able to focus on music production and to develop my craft and uh, what I'm trying to do now, which is the... Uh, electronic uh, dance music um but to answer her question which was uh what do i miss um i <clears throat> i definitely miss the reading the chat while i'm doing it uh we had a lot of uh funny moments <laughs> throughout <laughs> throughout the months i yes. guess almost two years i guess you could say of doing a uh, live streaming and um yeah that we've definitely had some funny moments and experiences and uh you know, they got, yeah. you know, a lot of the people that watched got to know me on a personal level. Um, and I got to know some others out there. And, um, you know, and one, one of the biggest things, too, was uh, the support throughout COVID. I think a lot of people knew that I wasn't a working DJ at, uh, during 2020 when COVID was mm -hmm. starting to uh, sprinkle into our lives. Right. And, um, you know, people were supporting me through the live streaming, uh, through through tips and uh, donations and stuff like that. And uh, that was a big deal for me because, um, you know, I wasn't getting gigs. A lot of us were not uh, earning income, a lot of DJs. So uh, I'm just glad, uh, you know, those uh, those that were there for me were there for me and helped me out. And I was there for them, um, you know, because they couldn't go out as well. They're, you know, because of the quarantine and whatnot. Right. So. It was like uh, we were feeding each other, and uh, I think that was uh, the beautiful thing about the live streams that I missed the most. Excellent, man! I, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you that you did. I try, I try and do a uh, weekly show 
uh, two weekly shows and I have a hard time doing it. And you did so many uh, episodes, man, that uh, man, you did you did a uh, 600 days plus. Right? Actually, 700. Yeah, 700, it was, uh, yeah. I think go. the last one was 717. I think wow. uh, yeah, I, where, I, where I stopped wrong, it. Hey? I was trying to go for 1000, but I was like, you know what? I, I, that's another year. <laughs> <laughs> we count it. That's another year. I was like, man, I, I can't. I don't know if I could be do, doing this steadily out for another year. Um, you know, especially because now people are going out, you know, the, the purpose of that show uh, was to entertain people while they were quarantined. And now that quarantine is out of our existence, you know, the show, uh, I believe the show served its purpose for the, that time. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's something we'll always hold in our hearts, at least for me, I'll hold it in my heart forever. And, uh, you know, something that we can all look back on together, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. relive the uh, relive through those experiences <laughs> and talk about them uh, as the days uh, continue moving forward. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I have a suggestion. Yeah. Try and do a monthly. Uh, monthly, yeah. yeah schedule I mean, it in just like you schedule a gig. To say, all right, yeah. you know what? Today, the, on that on this date of April, <laughs> we're gonna do a bachata session. Yeah, the thing is with that is um, because the gigs, my bookings yeah. now are very sporadic. So, like, mm -hmm. let's say I schedule something for the twenty fourth of a month, and someone and wants to book me that day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like well, I mean, uh, it could be flexible. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it could be yeah. flexible. Yeah. I'd have to pick a day where I'm least booked, which is, I believe. Mondays and Tuesdays, I would have to pick one of those days and just do it. Um, there you go. Maybe maybe that's, maybe that's the solution right there. Yeah, on a Monday yeah. or Tuesday, one day, one day <laughs> out a month, make a make a I flyer, think, make a vent on YouTube, and 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 then yeah. do it. I think right now because I'm so focused and dedicated to this uh, uh, to the house EDM thing. EDM project that mm -hmm. I want to put 100% of my focus on that and uh, do bachata remixes here and there. You know, so. Um, the live stream right now is just in the back burner. I'm going to come back into it. I'm, and I'm also still going to do my Wednesday night show whenever I have available, by the way, tonight, 9 p.m. Yeah. Tonight at 9 o'clock, I'll be live here on YouTube mixing some house beats if you guys want to tune in. Um, and then, um, yeah, I think I will eventually be doing a weekly show, a weekly bachata show. I just right now, I'm in the process of learning and developing my sound in the house music. And once I have that in, uh, in progression and I'm at a steady pace of making you know house music and i find my sound um i'll be able to uh re-study my schedule again to uh you know incorporate live streaming i think that's for excellent. bachata for bachata yeah that's excellent let's go back to the uh to the catalog man the music catalog yeah uh, sure before we wrap up the show uh, <clears throat> someone you loved another song that i like man tell me how that song came about all oh, the will gittens yeah uh so that track um i was uh a re getting us a, a remix request mm -hmm. uh so i think it was through instagram or someone uh some random person requested me to do that remix and uh i've seen that that title pop up several times in uh, charts and um mm -hmm. you know I've, I've heard the song obviously you know driving in the car whatever I, I i pick it up and then um i wanted to do i guess you know i was inspired to do a, a bachata version to it so i was um you know, back to the acapella thing that we were talking about earlier. I was trying to find the acapella to uh, those that track, and I couldn't really find it. Um, even though you really don't need it, because it's just there's not really no instrumentation in that song too much. Um, but I uh, I did want clean vocals for it, so I was like, man, okay, so I'm gonna have to look for a, 
uh, vocalist to do it. So when I was looking up uh, cover artists on YouTube, I I came across Will Gittins, who uh, does a lot of YouTube videos of covers and stuff like that. And um, I reached out to him on Instagram and uh, I told him, I, hey, man. Um, and this is funny, too, because that person is um, a cousin of a, a social DJ in Trinidad. Uh, DJ, DJ Mel hmm. and um, she's a she's a fan of mine and uh, she told me that Will Gittins is her is her distant uh, cousin so uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool interesting and um, so through her through through her connection he agreed to uh, to uh, the vocal? give the vocal away and I was like yes so then I, I have my vocal and I just basically took the project that I made Mm -hmm. the bachata project that i made and basically put the vocals in there and mixed and mastered it and uh came out the way it was and that was uh how someone you loved came about yeah um back to a question i almost missed here i think you actually touched on it but back in a bit janine asks what inspired you to showcase on youtube what inspired you to start the youtube channel in the first place covid yeah uh quarantine you know i mean DJing is a passion of mine, so it's uh, something I enjoy doing. If, and, if and it you wasn't, you already had the YouTube uh, was growing because you were putting yeah. your stuff and your remixes and stuff like Ex that. Exactly. So even if I didn't have YouTube, I'd probably still be here just mixing here for fun for to myself for like thirty minutes or whatever. <laughs> uh, going back to the bedroom DJ days, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was uh, definitely COVID quarantine. Um, also, I was watching other live streamers uh, at the time. Even before COVID, I was picking up uh, some live streams that I that I enjoyed watching, and um, I was inspired by them as well. So, uh, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Alucho says it was it was and still is the bachata sessions that made me get back into DJing DJ Soul Tricks, and I thank you for that. Oh uh, yeah! Shout That's out to awesome. DJ Lucho. We we had him here on the show too, yes, and we uh, did. he had we a good see. You oh, you got to meet him too. That's right. Yeah, I did. I was there the yeah. same day. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Lucho. Thank you, man. Let's wrap it up with, and uh, you talked about Taste of You already. That's the new track. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, make sure sir. Go support the new track. It's out right now. Taste of You. And um, the, uh, one of the uh, who's the artist on this one? Is uh, Vinny uh, Rivera. Jotoy and Vinny Rivera? Yes. Yeah. So go ahead and support Jotoy. That one. Yeah, Jotoy. Yeah, Jotoy did the, uh, the rap part. Mm -hmm. And uh, Vinny obviously did the singing, and I did the, uh, the music. Everyone's got to learn sometime. Another one of my oh. favorite tracks. You know, I'm surprised talk, you like that one. I like that one. Yeah, I like that <laughs> one. Uh, talk to me about it. How to start. So that that about. one, uh, that track idea came from uh, being at my mother's house one day. I, mm -hmm. I stopped by for lunch and uh, I still remember it. I was just uh, hanging out on the couch, you know, eating. And uh, she had a. Um, she had a CD playing that she found in, uh, you know, somewhere laying around in her CD booklet that she never opens. And it had a uh, love song of the 80s. And uh, she put that in there. And, uh, you know, I was just listening to it. And uh, I listened to maybe about three songs of it. And the, the third song was uh, Everybody's Gotta Learn Suntime by the, the Corgis. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I heard it, I was like, man, this is so simple, but so dope. Like the... I fell in love with the chord progression and how it, how simple it was, like simplicity. Um, and uh, 
I fell in love with the the instrumentation of uh, the vibe that it that it uh, represented. So I was like, man, I would love to do this on bachata. And um, I I ended up doing it. I try to copy the the same chords, but more using virtual instruments in uh, in my in my DAW, my digital audio workstation. Again, a production term. Uh, and I um, <clears throat> I was like uh, trying to figure out what vocalist I wanted to a cover artist I wanted to have for this. Originally, at the time, I was going to use uh, Janira, who uh, is on a couple of my other tracks, but. Uh, but my uh, when I showed my mother like the, what I was working on as a surprise, she said, "No, no, no, no! You got to get a, a male vocalist." Like the the original track, I was like, "Okay, well, who can I think of that um, as for male vocals? Who can kind of emulate this vibe?" And uh, immediately, I thought of Trevor Wesley, the guy that sings uh, "Chivalry Is Dead," and uh, he has like that jazzy jazzy vocal sound and i was like man this guy is perfect for this track so i hit him up and uh you know he he agreed to do the project and that's how we came about it and uh i'm awesome, so man. i'm so happy how it came out too we also yeah. used uh nalicio for the saxophone parts uh who's a musician here in tampa he's also a dancer um, oh really yeah yeah so he that's did dope. the sax and uh yeah uh let's talk about before i talk about uh janeira I want to talk about Cosimo. You did a whole catalog for the man. No, no, no. Huh? Just one. Just one. Yeah. Uh, just one. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. You on what I see. That it seems like you're on, on. It looks like you're on multiple stuff with him, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we did. Uh, but, well, how was that uh, That uh, collaboration uh, working with that gentleman? He it is, was cool. Um, he has his own. Uh, uh, he, you know, he has his own thing going on, his own fan base. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's definitely known out there in uh, Italy in the European uh, bachata scene. Um, yeah, it, it was it was uh, it was it was cool to work with him. That track, the uh, production, um, again, it, it's something that I originally made. Actually, that track was a remix, but <clears throat> since I couldn't find the clean acapella, I ended up just leaving it in the back burner for whoever wanted to write a song to it. So, if you listen to it. Uh, do you know Body by Loud Luxury? It's yeah. a house track. Uh -huh. yeah. So those that that music was produced for that remix to make a bachata remix to Body by Loud Luxury. And, um, you know, the acapella didn't sound as great. So I just removed the acapella and left it as a, a track that I have that if any artist wants to collaborate on, let's do it. So during that time, Cosimo hit me up. Uh, he said he was interested in doing a collaboration with me. And... Uh, I told him, oh, perfect timing. I got a track ready for you. And uh, I sent him the music, and he liked it. And that's how it came about. And he wrote the vocals and, and all that. That's dope, man. That's great. Uh, let's talk about all the projects you did with Janira. Um, the big song, I guess everyone that really loves I Love You. Yes, yes. That's, um, let's talk about I Love You, how it came about. You also did Roses Dipping Gold. I think that's with her, too. Um, yes. Yeah, we did uh, We did three. We yeah. did three tracks together. I Don't Want to uh, Be You Anymore. Is that the uh -huh. one you did? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that whole collaboration there. <clears throat> yeah, so we did three projects. Um, I chose uh, songs that were, that created a, a whole sexy uh, romantic vibe, I guess you could say. And uh, we chose Billie Eilish. Those are two Billie Eilish tracks the i love you and i don't want to be you anymore mm -hmm. the originals are by billy eilish right and um the the say the what was the other one roses dipped in gold was uh the most challenging project 
I remember recording it in the studio with her. The pronunciation on some of the things in the, in that track was just so difficult for her, because oh. uh, you know it's it's not it's it's words you don't really hear in lyrics every day. So um, that one is by Alina Baraz, the original. So I was trying to create those that same vibe with those tracks, but on bachata, and of course with my own flavor to it. So. Um, yeah, that's a, that's we we decided on keeping it sexy, romantic. Me and her, we wanted like a sultry vibe, and um, we went with those tracks, and uh, that's how that's how the projects turned out. And uh, <clears throat> the "I Love You" one was definitely uh, um, an emotional, very very emotional track. Um, you know, I remember uh, sitting in the car with her one day, listening to it, and uh, she just started crying uh, out of nowhere because wow. <laughs> she was really feeling the music. And uh, and how awesome uh, her vocals came out. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, definitely uh, an emotional, an emotional track and an emotional experience for her. And um, yeah, it's it. I'm I'm proud of how it came out and the other projects as well. And uh, yeah, she's uh, definitely a, a very talented and a amazing uh, artist. I just gave up and started. I just put the whole chat on the uh, screen because uh, there's. <laughs> yeah, there they go. There they go. I gave up trying to share and look for uh, questions. So. What's up, everyone? <laughs> so everyone, everyone's behaving themselves for the most part. So let's let let, let, it, let it go. Uh, let's talk about the collaboration you did with Mr. Don Amor Sin Condición, Reckless Love. Yes, Mr. Don is a uh, is a pretty big name in the bachata scene. The regular bachata stuff. Yeah, how was that working with him? Yeah, so uh, with Mr. Don, um, when I first heard him and that he was a Christian bachata, he's he's technically considered a Christian bachata artist. Um, even you know he he's labeled himself that, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and I was diving into uh, and exploring Christian music at the time. You know, I was going to church on a weekly basis, and uh, there was a particular song that uh, resonated with a lot of uh, Christians called uh, Reckless Love um, by Corey Asbury, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's basically a song about the love of God um, and the, the love he has for his children and that no matter what, that God will always uh, love you as his own, even if, uh, you know, even if you mess up, even if you... Um, you know, you fall away from uh, your faith, God will always be there to uh, receive you. Um, so that's kind of like what the song represents. Um, so being that, uh, the uh, when I first heard Reckless Love, I mean, I've always wanted to do a bachata a Christian cover, um, partly as well because my mother, she, uh, she runs a Christian uh, online radio station. So I wanted to give her material to use for, for her radio station because there's really not too many, you know, bachata or Christian bachatas or salsa uh, Christians or whatever. So I created that partly because of uh, for her radio station as well. And um, Mr. Don, obviously, an amazing vocalist. Um, I wanted to have him. You know, he's already an established uh, Christian uh, bachata artist, and I wanted to use him for the. It's only appropriate to have him on this track, on this project. So. Uh, we ended up doing it. Uh, the the only challenging thing was uh, Mr. Don doesn't really speak English that well. So the when he when he speaks English, the accent comes out really thick. Mm. Um, so I told him, well, instead of English, <clears throat> let's do let's let's give it like a little Spanglish vibe. Yeah. So 
whatever lyrics you feel comfortable saying sound good in English, let's keep that. And then the Spanish one, we'll keep it Spanish. So um, that's how uh, the project came about. And um, yeah, it's definitely uh, a, a track I didn't intend for uh, to be played out in dance floors. It was more like a, a personal thing for me. Um, but at the same time, I, I would hope that people that would hear it on my mother's radio station, it would touch them. But uh, I was playing it during my live streams as well, during uh, emotional times. That was actually a key track for people that lost someone due to COVID um, or they're going through a, a struggle. I would always play that for them and shout them out during the live stream. That's excellent, man. I love that, man. That's 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 awesome. Let's talk yeah. about Jay Gonzalez. Uh, this is an official remix of Fiat that you did. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how was that collab and how did that come about? Yeah, that was cool. Uh, Jay Gonzalez, uh, he's actually a dancer. He's very well connected with, um, you know, the uh, the dance scene out there. He's mm -hmm. from L.A. And um, he uh, he had a reggaeton track. The originals are reggaeton. You guys can look it up if you like. It's called Fiel. And uh, he uh, he was a fan of my work for many years. And he said, uh, hey, man, you know, can we... Uh, convert one of three songs into a bachata track if not all three i was like well i could do one i got time to do i, I got time to do one <coughs> but um <laughs> he uh he sent me the three options and uh i went with fiel for uh for bachata for that and um i sped it up and did my own twist to it and uh that's actually the first time i used a, an accordion sample <laughs> in a bachata yeah. and uh because he uses, I think he uses it in the original reggaeton tracks. I was like, oh, well, accordion, huh? All right, I've never tried that on a bachata track. Let's go ahead and see how it goes. And uh, the intro has a little, you know, accordion sample that I played out on my keyboard, and right. uh, that's kind of the, uh, you know, I was trying to go for like the urban reggaeton tropical oh, okay. vibe there for like you know a cool little summer track. That's dope. Let's yeah. talk about the uh, touch of love, Juliana Melodies. <laughs> Uh, yes got that that's a burner on the uh sensual bachata dance floors um uh, talk about touch of love a little bit yeah touch of love um i was connected with juliana through uh dj dimensions uh she's from uh switzerland or sweden i always get those countries confused and it <laughs> has to do with the sw um but yeah i remember i had the track produced this is a similar story to More Than Friends, how, uh, you know, that I did with Migs. That I had this track based off of a trance anthem, the same thing for Touch of Love. And I took the sound of that trance melody and converted it into a bachata. And then, you know, with no vocals, I was looking for a vocalist. And um, I told that to uh, DJ Dimensions. We were having a little online chat, and uh, mm -hmm. he recommended uh, Juliana, who... He, he met at a some music conference oh, out there in uh, Europe, and um, they got connected. They actually did a track together as well, and um, yeah, I was like, I, lo I love her vocals. She's actually a vocal coach. You know, she writes her own lyrics, and uh, she's a very well-rounded uh, singer. She's very, very nice too. I've had several conversations with her. She's very easy to work with. Very, um, very, uh, very, very sweet. <laughs> very sweet excellent, person excellent so it is uh, correct me if i'm wrong because i might i'm quite possibly could be wrong was i can't i can read your uh, mind the first uh original track uh that was a f uh hmm. 
I think that was the first that remix, was, uh, first remix, like official remix to put out on Spotify that I've done. Yeah. So I can read your mind. That was uh, Davin Wilson from Dallas, mm -hmm. Texas. He's also involved in the uh, the dance world okay, um, okay. out there. Uh, shout out to Dallas, by the way, Dallas, Texas in the house. And um, Davin Wilson, uh, he um, he's, he told me he does vocals. And uh, same way with Jay Gonzalez. Uh, he asked me to remix one of his songs. He sent me his whole album, and uh, <clears throat> I told him there was like three or four that I really liked, but mm -hmm. in particular, I really liked uh, I Can Read Your Mind, and, um, and you yeah, it. and just ran with it, yeah. Dope, man. That's excellent. Let's talk. You can't talk about DJ Solstice talking about, without talking about Melvin War. No, not at all. <laughs> Bryce War. Young, another bachata sensual uh, dance floor banger. Uh, doing it wrong as well. Um, let's talk about your relationship with Melvin. Uh, yeah, how did that working with Melvin War. Melvin how War. How did that come about? Yeah, Melvin War. I remember to this day how we first met. Uh, he messaged me on Instagram uh, saying he heard about me yeah. and that he wanted to share a couple of his tracks. Um, that year, he uh, he released uh, his cover to Passion Fruit which is a Drake song. Mm -hmm. And I was confused because when he sent that to me, I'm like, wait a minute, are you a producer, a singer? Like, what, what is this? Like, what do you is want this to a do? remix? And why do you want to talk to me? <laughs> and yeah, no. And he said, um, he said, uh, no, no, those are my vocals. I, I, uh, I co-produced it, or I think he produced it by himself. And uh, he does guitar, vocals, and all that. He was telling me all this. I'm like, and I told him, man, you, your vocals are so much like drake's i was like how can anybody sound so much like drake like this i was like this is incredible i thought it was a remix when i first heard it and uh i, I fell in love with it i fell in love with his sound the sensual sound that he did i, I love mm -hmm. the guitars his vocals the the thing he was doing like everything he did 100 percent. i loved it so i was like man i would love to work with you on a couple projects um especially a drake one because his vocals are very similar to drake's so you know me and him we we joke around i call him bachata drake <laughs> and uh <laughs> he's uh he's a very he's a very cool dude man he's very very uh, open-minded to create uh to being creative with with the bachata genre and working working with him was like me and him we vibed together we vi we had such a good vibe together working on on music and sending projects back and forth because he lives in new jersey and Mm -hmm. He's not here, so we, we can't do it one-on-one. -on -one. So, um, yeah, that's how we came about. I fell in love with what he sent me and the future projects he was releasing. And uh, he was actually the what I consider the top, um, again, if you want to say low-profile, top low-profile low artist that I wanted to work with um, that I believe had a lot, a lot, a lot of potential to, uh, to succeed in, in uh, the bachata genre. <clears throat> so excellent excellent man and i i love those songs man um <clears throat> let's uh we're gonna wrap it off uh wrap up the uh things got better uh, everyone's got things to do shout out to everyone who's been with us since the <laughs> beginning we're hitting or close to the two hour mark so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up um yeah, but um sure. before you go uh let everyone know what does soul tricks do for fun what do you what do i man? do <laughs> Oh and man! Do you do you game? Do you uh you like Marvel? You like Star Wars stuff? Yeah, no, you, uh, I, you like uh you know you, you exercise uh sports? What do you do, man? 
Yeah, no, um, I definitely am a gamer. I'm still a gamer to to this day. Hey, I just spend right. a couple hours a day, you know, to relax playing video games. Um, I like to go out to eat, and before, I'm, a, I'm a big foodie. I like to explore restaurants, and uh, you know, I like to cook. Um, I like, um, you know, I like going out, hanging out with friends, and uh, you know, seeing family, uh, hanging out with uh, my girl Iwana, and uh, as well as um, you know. I guess the the traveling part is is fun for me. I, I still consider my career a hobby and a part of the uh, the fun process of uh, you know living my life. And um, you know, I uh, I also enjoy playing pool. You know, I like hanging out with DJs like uh, DJ Speedy Junior. Whenever <laughs> I can, I like to visit. You invite me over. You know, on uh, vacation this week. <laughs> I like to pop up at your 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 gigs and say hello. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, honestly, yeah, I, I, I do what I can and combine work with it. I, I incorporate work in my fun. And, um, you know, and especially now this uh, learning process with house music and everything I'm doing. Yeah, it's it's fun for me. It really is. It's learning, but it's fun, you know, kind of like uh, how people see dance classes and dance music. They um, that's fun for them and learning the same way I feel with uh, with music. So I do that. for I consider that me doing that for fun but also doing it as a potential career that's excellent man that's excellent um yeah oh and the live streams here now and then that's yeah. fun for me <laughs> <laughs> like see, tonight another got, plug another this, plug look at this you got to your first talking about stuff uh of pot of live stream see what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i've been yeah. trying ladies and gentlemen trying to get soul tricks just go live and just talk <laughs> yeah for sure you for know? sure and yeah. um and uh, you know, I have um, a, a lot of respect for this guy too, uh, DJ Speedy Junior. Who uh, I've known, I've known you for many years, and uh, I've invited you on several live streams as well. Thank you, sir. And uh, you know, I really appreciate you having me on board, and hopefully, um, <clears throat> you know, I think I still owe you uh, a lunch or dinner date soon, huh? Yeah, I'm on vacation this week, man. I I'm went here just doing, uh, you know, doing uh, things that interest me this week. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, so I got I got my mom's birthday tomorrow, and I got yeah. wind down Wednesday tonight. If you yeah, want to yeah. come by tonight and hang out, if you if you want uh, to, let's see. I, I'm so I'm waiting for some family to come in. So depending on what what my wife lets me get away with today, I think I might hey, slide through. Invite the wife. The more the merrier, right? <laughs> now I'm waiting for some family to come from Georgia. So uh, I don't know if we're gonna <clears throat> take them out or whatever. I don't know. Well, yeah, I will. I will. I will definitely keep your uh, your invite in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, keep it in mind because I leave <laughs> yeah. Friday, so ah, okay. After yeah, Friday, after Friday. So, uh, I like, there we go. So that that's a good uh, transition to where you at? Where what's the gigs? Yes, everyone wants to know. So uh, the upcoming events I have uh, this Saturday, I'm DJing on a yacht. It's a yacht nice. party in uh, it's San Francisco. Stay away from the uh, rails, okay? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, they have uh, three levels on this yacht. Uh, I believe the one level is going to have Elvis Crespo performing live. Um, there's going to be oh, a man, big, yeah. There's a there's a party level somewhere. I think it's the second level. I'm not sure. And um, they're going to be playing reggaeton, salsa, like basically party music, everything mixed up. And then uh, they're going to have me on another level, uh, just playing straight through uh, bachata music. Cool. Cool. Uh, Micho yeah. wants to know when you're coming through uh, Peru. <laughs> to Peru? Is that how you say yes. it? 
<laughs> Chi boom. Nah, uh, no, no, no plans for Peru yet. Nothing in South America. Um, I don't even know. Can you can you still travel without a vaccine? Uh, I think you still have to be vaccinated. I think. Yeah. So Colombia now you have to be vaccinated. Yeah. So right now I can't do any international be... travel because uh, my vaccination status is still, uh, you know, Pending. Not... yeah, <laughs> or not, never see not happening. Yet. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here um so if they want to uh follow you uh for, for this for the audio version everyone here already knows how to follow you but for the audio uh version of this podcast everyone who wants to follow you doesn't know how to please tell them how to do so yeah so uh to stay up to date with uh my events and social media uh everything that i do music releases anything related to dj soltrix djsoltrix.com i do keep that uh website up to date as much as possible um, especially for events. If you guys want to see if I'll be DJing at your town near you or whatnot, just go to djsultrix.com and go click on events at the top. My whole list of uh, confirmed bookings are on there. That means a contract is signed and I'm going to be there that date. So uh, nice. for sure, for sure, for sure, go to djsultrix.com. And uh, if you want to follow me for you know, on a more personal level or check out dance videos of others uh, that, you know, as we spoke about today on the podcast, um, mm-hmm how uh, dancers are using you know my tracks to create you know little viral videos here and there go yeah. to the, uh, my instagram follow my story at dj soul tricks check out my story uh everything that i get tagged in um i repost it on there and uh and of course if i get co- you know now that instagram has inst- uh uh introduced that collaboration feature mm-hmm. i do accept uh, the collaborations to post up on my news feed as well so uh guys want to check out that stuff follow me at instagram at DJ Soltrix. Excellent, excellent, man. Thank you so much for uh, coming on here and uh, being live, man. Like a champ on, nah, the, uh, on the channels and uh, actually adding, adding all your fans too to come join us here on the live too. I really appreciate it, man. Um, ladies and gentlemen, DJ Soltrix. Yes. Make sure you give them a follow at DJ Soltrix and DJSoltrix.com. Uh, follow me. Uh, follow me uh, if you like uh, me. Give me a follow at DJ Speedy JR. I'm also here on YouTube. I do some mixing and some shows and some other stuff. And uh, um, Mixcloud and all that stuff. Uh, every single social platform or music platform, just find me at, at DJ Speedy JR. And uh, we'll be doing more of these interview style interviews. Salon, uh, Salon de Speedy Jr., Speedy Jr.'s Lounge uh, with uh, DJs and artists. And I got a lot of great uh, interviews already up. By all means, follow the podcast. Uh, find the podcast on Spotify. It's uh, Speedy Junior's Lounge at Salon de Speedy Junior. And, uh, or you could just follow LaMescla.com podcast. I put the episodes up there too as well. And if you just want, if you're an audio person, just want to hear the audio podcast, by all means, give, give me a follow there too. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us here on a Monday afternoon or evening or morning, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for hanging out. Soul Tricks is so so broad. He's got so many fans all over. <laughs> no, I just want to say real quickly, thank you yeah. uh, to everybody in the chat. Thank you for joining. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the interview. Uh, make sure to follow Speedy for more uh, for more uh, interviews that he does as well, as he mentioned. And uh, I'll see you guys tonight. I'll be doing a live stream for my uh, Deep House lovers out there. Come by tonight on my YouTube channel starting at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I'll be doing a live stream set tonight. So I'll see everybody tonight. And yeah, thanks we'll again. Be there. If, if yeah. I'm not there in person, I'll be there virtually. <laughs> for sure. And DJ right, Speedy man. Jr., thank you for, for having sure. me, man. Appreciate no, you. No problem, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir.
Have a good one, everybody. Be safe.